Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey. No chill, pray now. Hello, Andy. Afternoon. Good afternoon. Is it afternoon? It is afternoon here, right? No? Yes, it's just afternoon. It's 12.10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time here in Los Angeles, California. Happy good afternoon to you, Andy. We're into March, Joe. March. Years flying by. The spring is coming, and my daughter is home. Yes. What's your daughter's birthday officially? February 15th. And what's your daughter's birthday unofficially? I don't know why I said officially. (laughs) What's your unofficial birthday? Okay, February 15th, and then got home a couple days ago, right? Yeah, so she spent 13 nights in the NICU. A new record. And if she keeps going absolutely apeshit when we change her, she might be sent back. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. The kids are crazy, man. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It, it, it's the the highs and lows of parenting. It's so, I just, it's such a learning curve for me. Yeah. The lows, they go crazy when you change them. The highs, cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> That was like a pizza star meets a Norm McDonald joke. Cocaine. Yeah. Lack of sleep, but you know. Yeah. I'm not the I'm not the first person doing this. No. So no In no fact, sympathy. technically you're the last person doing it. Yeah. I re- I, I, I really Since am. you started it yesterday. A hundred percent. Yeah. You know how you said when you got Vince, it made you become an adult? Yeah. Because you had to Feed him and walk him, and there's responsibility. Yeah, hopefully you don't have that moment that I had with Vince where you come home drunk and pass out, and your daughter chews through your jeans to wake you up. (laughs) Did he really do that? Yeah. One time I woke up and was like, what the fuck happened? And I realized he was like licking my fucking knees and chewing on denim. That That was the day where I was like, okay, fix your life. He was chewing through your jeans. I went out. Oh, he 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 had chewed through. He chewed a hole about, you know, amazing the, the size of a of a Big Mac through my jeans because I came home from happy hour and just like immediately passed out on my bed, and he chewed through them to wake me up. Like he was, he must have been just tugging on it. Was he a pub? Yeah, that's a pub move. Yeah, it's like take me out, dude. What's going through his head there? Just looking at you. Just like, really? Is he dead? Is he dead? <laughs> dead? No, he's moving. Oh, maybe I got to get down to skin so I can get some tongue to knee contact and wake I've him up. I've actually never, I've never heard anything like that. That's pretty no, wild. I know. That he would go through your actual, like the. <clears throat> and then I was like, I have a dog now. It's time to grow up. Got to come home and take the dog out before happy hour. 
or be coherent enough after happy hour to take him out. Yeah. I, and from I hope that I... day on, and from that day on, everything changed. Legine. He was a legine. Yeah. What are you drinking there, Prano? You got some, it looks, it looks, looks like some California juice right uh, there. Matcha. Iced matcha latte with a shot of espresso. Oh, yeah. It's a little bit of a rough morning. Speaking of dogs, uh, we've got a, my girlfriend has an older dog, a Great Dane, a 12-year-old Great Dane. Oh, wow. Basically, basically three years post-death at this point. It's a ghost dog. Um, every time she takes it out, uh, it's like, oh, my God, the dog's too old. I mean, Great Danes. Again, I think we've talked about this before. You don't see a lot of, you don't see a lot of, hundred year old seven footers. You know what I mean? No. Shaq ain't living to be ninety. I can guarantee you that much. Um so this dog just does not like the hardwood floors here. She's been living out in the desert with the parents lately. So we had to push the episode back today so I could get the dog into the car, into their Toyota Forerunner or whatever it is today. Well, you know, basically I had to lift this dog up and it was a nightmare. How, how, much we, the do- how, how much does the dog weigh? Can't be. I mean, it's probably 80 or 90 pounds, but super skinny at this point. Old, yeah. Old ghost. Literally looks like, you know, a zombie dog. The, but adorable look, still. Look like, uh, you know, the scene in the Indiana Jones when the guy takes the, the, holy, the, the bad holy yeah, grail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's great. She's a great dog. She was just uh they weren't going to be able to get her into the car without without help. Which by the way, not to change the subject, which by the way, uh should have been the last Indiana Jones, the last yeah. crusade. I did not even see the last one. I didn't either. Are you are you talking about the Shia LaBeouf one or the one since then? The Shia Is there one since then? I don't know. No, no, I believe there's one coming out. Yeah, that's but what I think I meant. that was the last one. I heard that in the, I believe it was in the Shia LaBeouf one. Crystal I believe, Skull. The Crystal Skull. I believe there was a hiding from a nuclear explosion inside a refrigerator. And I was like, I'm good. I'm good on that one. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, apparently. I didn't see it. It's amazing to me. And I know some of our listeners are going to be like, you're an asshole. That people just continue to watch like the worst stuff. And then they'll just continue to make it. Like, yeah. If you're Andy, not watching, we've, it, done, we've done 915 episodes of this show. People are still watching. True. Maybe don't talk people out of it. You know. True. We we have 910 more sequels than Indiana Jones. I say this as my brother and I last night were just texting each other nonstop about Con Air, how great it is. Con <laughs> like, Air is pretty good. Con Air is pretty good. There's some funny scenes in there. And I don't yeah. I don't know how much intended comedy. I mean, Dave Chappelle falls into an old man who's going boomer in tra- <laughs> in traffic from the sky. Like 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 <laughs> I'm really texting he was watching. But it was on AMC. He was watching it on AMC yeah. last. AMC is the only place to watch movies anymore. Like that's an American movie classic. Every, every day, last last night, I was like scrolling, and there was Point Break on AMC. I was like, "This is an American movie classic." I am. I now have my my next hour or ninety minutes or so of plans have changed. 
They're out the window. I'm That's unavailable. Funny. I'm watching Point Break. Yeah, everything's on AMC now. I am an now. FBI agent. I know, man. Isn't it wild? <laughs> what a comeback. Yeah, man. It's crazy. So let's get to some sports. Let's do it. Let's do it. We, we got a fair amount to talk about. I'm actually all over the map today. I got I got some NFL, I got some NBA, Major League Baseball. We have an we have a hockey update. Hockey call from our hockey correspondent. I hope that include, I hope I hope the hockey call includes Kane to the Rangers because that's you know as far as New York sports news goes, people are pretty hyped. Jalen Brunson wore a Kane jersey to the game last night. He did. Let's just get to it right now. You love to us. see it. Let's get the ho- oh my god, leading with hockey. What is going on? A whole new world. Andy's a father and he's leading the show with hockey. Let's go. You talking about it? I just listened to the call. Ryan, our official dirty sports hockey correspondent, calling in from uh, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. That's a tough word to say. This is our latest hockey update that we do every few months. What's up, guys? Ryan Clagg calling in from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. We've got some hockey to talk, whether you like it or not. It's trade deadline week in the NHL, so a lot of shit has been happening. I'm not going to get into everything because you guys aren't going to know a lot of the names being moved around, but there was one huge trade that happened Tuesday night that I need to get into. Patrick Kane, the Chicago Blackhawks legend, is going to the New York Rangers. Let's go! Three-time Stanley Cup champion, Conn Smythe winner, MVP, arguably the greatest American-born player ever. What a get for the Rangers. Their forward group is looking fucking nasty now. Uh, they also acquired Vladimir Tarasenko from the Blues earlier this month, who was a big part of the core that won a cup there in 2019. And Kane was outspoken about his disappointment when the Rangers got Tarasenko because he thought that they wouldn't have room for him now with the salary cap, but uh, the Rangers still managed to find a way to get it done. It's going to be really interesting to see what they can do now. Trade deadline is on Friday, so some things can still happen, but most of the big names have gotten traded already. I also have to mention my Maple Leafs. They made a ton of trades and stacked their team up for a deep playoff run. If they don't make it past the first round this year, I will jump off the Gordie Howe Bridge into the South Saskatchewan River. All right. Um, I'll probably check back come playoff time. Stay dirty. Now, Ryan's going to have to call back soon because I want hockey updates. I'm into it. The Knicks are good right now. The Knicks are on a winning streak. We're going to talk about that. I assume that's high on the NBA portion of the rundown. Um, And then with the Rangers making moves, I mean, they're in playoff position right now. I saw that. Um, It's always good when MSG is just bumping in the spring. It really, it it makes me miss New York. I, I feel, I feel a longing for New York when, the city starts to thaw for the spring, and I'm like in high school doing a little spring baseball in the gym, you know, taking it outside. Maybe a cold, uh, a cold baseball road trip, coming back in the van, listening to a Knicks game on the radio or a Rangers playoff game on the radio. There's something about spring at MSG that just 
I mean, it makes you want to get on a plane to New York right now. But he's going to have to call back because I was I, – I mean, I'm sure this is solvable with a quick Google search. But I was looking at the playoff standings. I know there's basically three teams make it from each of the divisions, and then you get two wild card winners. But I don't know how playoff seeding happens in hockey. If my, I don't know, I guess common sense or uh, or just like general sports knowledge, it would be Rangers, Maple Leafs. So that's tough. Klatt's talking about them getting out of the first round, but also saying that the Rangers have loaded up and their forwards look great. So I don't know if that is officially a playoff matchup if playoff started today, but it seems like that would be could be one or the other. Well, don't they just do it by conference? Yeah, but I yeah they do it by conference, they but don't I don't do know it. how I don't know how they seed it. Okay, in terms of I don't know if it's like the two wild cards play the two division winners, and then is it the other two? Do you go cross division or is it just points lowest points versus next highest points? I don't know. Maybe somebody in the comments can tell me what would the what would the Rangers draw be today if hockey ended today. We know nothing about it. We know nothing about it, but I like it. And I really, you know, I went to a um, a Rangers-Kings game this year, my first ever L.A. Kings game. Obviously, I've been to a lot of hockey games, but for some reason, just never went to a Kings game. And love watching hockey in person. It was a great game. And um, now, through the magic of streaming television, I'm I'm stealing Mikey's DirecTV streaming, so I get all his local channels amazing i have sny i have msg uh i no longer have to deal with the intricacies of the msg app so now when i put on my direct tv streaming guide i'll see a rangers game on nicks are off i'm like let's go let's watch it been watching a little bit more rangers hockey this year and uh you know i'm excited to get into a come playoff time and patrick kane I mean, I didn't know he was the greatest American-born player of all time. I learned that today. So that's exciting. I'm going to well, start saying argu- He said arguably. Yeah, well, I'm going to argue it because he's now on my hockey team. I'm, when people start talking, I'm be like, what do you mean? I would say Patrick Kane, the greatest American-born hockey player. I don't know who else would be in the conversation. No idea. I, I have no idea either. Is what's, Brett, what's crazy Brett is- Hall born no, no. in... The United States. Well, let me ask you this. When I just put in out of curious, when he said, oh, Patrick Kane, arguably the greatest American born hockey player. Where do you think he is all time in scoring? Like in goals or in points? Points. Um, 23rd. 43rd. Okay. So I guess my question would be, are there that many... Are there that many better international you know, players? Andy, scoring's not everything. Especially in hockey. It's not? Great two-way player? I don't know. I don't know. I have no clue. I'm just excited we have him. I'm excited Jalen Brunson's excited. Jalen Brunson, uh, greatest Nick point guard ever, arguably. You were kind of lukewarm on that signing, though. Well, I was lukewarm on the money, but that's proven. It's I was wrong. The, the, he he's actually now. Hold on, guys. 
Hold on. Let's let's get a let's get a repeat. Joe Prano just said what? Well, I said I was wrong, but I also I wasn't like I didn't hey, hate it. <laughs> I didn't I, I didn't hate it. And the thing was that it was about the money. I actually liked Brunson. Um and I was lukewarm on the money because it seemed like it was an overpay, but it's it's actually been the complete opposite. Listen, I I said on the podcast, I think last episode of the episode before, like I don't want Daniel Jones to get forty five million dollars from the Giants. I don't like it. I don't want now if for some reason they were to crack and give it to him, and then suddenly he was the best quarterback in the NFC. And I would be like, oh, well, I guess I was fucking wrong. You know, Jalen Brunson right now. And I heard, you know, I've been I've been diving head first into the NBA in terms of just watching more and more. Like I was watching a lot of Knicks games, but now I'm watching like all the we don't have football. Baseball is still in spring training, diving head on into watching all the NBA games now that NFL is over. And and in getting to watch a lot of the other players, I was like, man. Brunson's playing about as good as any point guard in the NBA. And then I heard J.J. Redick, whose podcast I only have seen clips of. I've never actually listened to it, but I really like it. I just never listen to podcasts. Uh, he said, uh, since he, since not since the All-Star break, I think since whenever, uh, playing as good as any guard in the NBA. I was like, phew. I mean, I was, I was like kind of fanboying my own guy, but now if J.J.'s jumping on board. And I just love – that's what I love, Andy. That's what I love about New York, showing up to the arena in the freshly traded for hockey jersey of a guy in the same build. It just – it's good vibes, man. Well, I don't think anybody saw – I shouldn't say I don't think anybody. I mean, he's having a really good year. I don't think anybody – most people, I should say, probably didn't foresee – the amount of success he's having. I mean, let's not forget he was a second round pick. Not that guys can't slip through the cracks, but you you know, he was one of those great college players, wins yeah. a title, Nova. He's small. Didn't seem like his game translated to the modern NBA, but now here Correct. he is banging threes nightly. Yeah. No, for sure. Kind of kind of the anti Ben Simmons. You know, everybody, oh, look at the upside Ben Simmons has. Imagine what he could become. Becomes nothing. Uh, Jalen Brunson, oh, not sure he has the upside. Too small. Can't really shoot. Not going to be a long-range guy. Here he is. It's just, you know, it goes to show you. It's like it really is about that you you can project so much, but you can't predict everything. You can't predict how hard somebody's going to work at at getting better at the aspects of the game that that they lack in. Who's a good Jalen Brunson comp? Like from previous, previous eras. I'm trying to think, like who's a good Jalen Brunson comparison? Even, even let's say the last fifteen years. I mean, he's not the passer Nashes, but the craftiness around the rim for a guy his size who doesn't elevate um, the the shooting ability, especially in the mid range. Um, him adding the three-point game. Clearly, uh, Steve Nash's run-and-gun style and passing was, you know, what made him everything. But, like... What about Tony Parker? Yeah, Tony Parker. Sure. Okay. I like that. I'm okay with it. Like, I don't know if that's the best, not the... 
like not the best shooters, but they're going to get you a six or seven assists, 20 points a game, make the team better. I don't know. I, I just think he's kind of unique because he's tough to think of a comparison. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's like it, it, it is a tough comp because of the – you know, he is great at getting, but it's the craftiness and getting to the basket and then it's the mid range. He's not like a, he's not like a crazy assist guy. Exactly. But he is, but he is a great floor general. Yeah. And it's been fun to watch and they're on a fucking winning streak. And I have been on fire with NBA bets last night, Andy. And I made, so here's a fun, here's, here's my fun Joey, no chill, um, like gambling tip of the week. I feel like everybody who's ever gambled with any sort of regularity feels like, even though I'm sure the statistics of this are not true, feels like all their parlays always miss by one leg, right? It's like, oh man, three out of four. If only, if only. So my new strategy is, uh, and last night, for example, in the Knicks game, I made a four-leg parlay. Uh, Knicks to cover the 11. Or was it? Yeah, I think it was 11. Knicks to cover the over. Jalen Brunson over points. I think it was 26 and a half, which he got it by halftime. And Josh Hart, two three-pointers. And then I was like, I'm sitting there and I'm breaking it down. I go, which one of these motherfuckers is going to undo my parlay? So what I did, and this is what I've been doing for the last two weeks since we got out of football. I'm making parlays and I also bet every single thing single. And almost without fail, I would say if I lose a parlay, I lose it by one leg. But because I've bet all the singles, I still make money. Last night, I won the Knicks covering. I won the game being an over. I won Jalen Brunson over. I lost because Josh Hart, for some reason, made zero threes. So I missed out on a 12 to 12 and a half to one parlay, but hit three of four singles. Let's fucking go. There were teammates at one point in Villanova, right? I don't know. Andy, do you know how much I know about college basketball? Nothing. Well, I'll say I'll say this, not that I play pay too close attention, but you talk about coaching matters at that level. Jay Wright leaves. Yeah. I, I I know it's year one. I'm saying you probably don't know this. Villanova was five hundred this year. When's the last time Villanova was five hundred? His yeah. first year out of retirement, like they instantly just tank. And is he just retired? He is. Makes you wonder somebody like that if they come back to another program or go to the NBA. Really good coach, man. Mm -hmm. All those years. Really nice guy though. Famously the famous there's a famous Jay Wright, Joe Prano, Pizza Star locker room interview. You 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 remember that a few times. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Yeah. Way nicer than Lute Olson, who we also talked to. (laughs) RIP Lute. Yeah. Jim Laranega, not nice at all. Got to be real careful when you say that name. Yeah. YouTube might uh, demonetize us for that. Yeah. Brando's not taking my bait on that one at all, are you? On what one? Jim Laranega. No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was about to make a joke that we dead named him because he's you know Jane Larenaga now, but that's why YouTube is gonna. Uh, Where is he? Is he still at Miami? Yeah, he is. I think they're pretty good. I don't know. Don't care. Well, March Madness is coming up. Great. You, you'll you'll have a bracket. Yeah, I'll have a bracket. Sure. Right. You'll, you'll at least do that. I'm going to say it right now. Call. I'm going to just call it early. Ready? You ready for my national championship prediction? UCLA Bruins win the national championship. Wow. I base this on what, Andy? Nothing. You ever been to a Bruin game? Yes, I have. Super fun. Have you been? I never went. Bro. I know. It's You're it's, a guy who, like, at least for uh, for. You know, part of your life was down, like into college basketball. Such a legendary arena. I know. Pauly How? Pavilion. Here we are. Beautiful Pauly Pavilion. So small. It's like I could wrap my arms around the entire crowd and give them one big hug simultaneously. There's less people here than there were on the Grateful Dead's tour bus after the Syracuse show in 1979. I mean, this is a little place filled with all kinds of heart, filled with all kinds of ghosts. The ghosts of the great John Wooden is here. He's whispering in my ear, Bill, welcome home, big fella. It's good to have you. And I say right back to him, coach, I'll always call him coach. It doesn't matter how old I am. Uh, if I, when, I'm, when I see him at the gates of heaven, I'll open my arms. I'll say, thank you for letting me in St. Peter. Where's coach? It's going to be so glorious when I get to spend the afterlife with the man who taught me everything, the great John Wooden. And where did he teach it to me here in beautiful Westwood, the beautiful Polly Pavilion, the alliteration like nothing else. Polly Pavilion. It's like pepperoni pizza, except more delicious. I needed that. I needed that today. I needed that. Yeah. I needed a little Bill Walton. That was our life. that was our weekday update, Andy, from Bill Walton. Yeah. I, if oh, you will. I like if that. If you will. Pa-pa-pow. That's also an alliteration for shots fired. I like that. Well, it looks like the Ruther curse struck LeBron James this week. At LeBron least that, James. At least that's what some dirtballs on Reddit were saying. It's pretty funny, actually. It's so funny because I knew you were going to make... I I knew going into th- that episode... Last episode. Last episode. I knew going into last episode, you were going to make the prediction that the Lakers go on a little run. Well, you know why. It was that game, and that game was on national TV. Against the Mavs. And they're down 27. Yeah. Yep. And they come back, and I'm like... I'm like watching. I'm like, okay. In case anybody's wondering about my... NBA betting hot streak. I bet the Lakers money line in that game and then the live money line when they were down, I think, 20. Let's go. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, this, you know, I think this team could maybe gel, you know, when D'Angelo Russell gets fully healthy. They got they got a, a core. And I said, somebody put it down on our Reddit. At 28-27, Ruther makes the comment in quotes, I think the Lakers are going to make a push. And then you agreed, and then literally later that day, it's announced he had a foot injury during that game, and he's out a few weeks. And now it looks like it's going to be like three weeks for an evaluation. I saw that. I was just reading that. (sighs) RIP Lakers season. 
Maybe he's I love that. I love. By the way, I love that for you. R.I.P. Lakers season. I was gonna say, hey, you know, there's still. I mean, if if Anthony Davis can play and D'Angelo Russell, you know, maybe we get a little. Maybe we get a what Bill Simmons offensively refers to as the Ewing theory. Uh, maybe we get a little Bill, a little Bill Simmons Ewing theory for LeBron James. A little Lakers. All the, I mean, a gelling of the Lakers just into a 10 seed without LeBron James. Add back the greatest player of all time, and you've got a potential run here. But I like I like the Andy Ruther RIP Lakers season. Pencil them into the 10 seed right now. <laughs> LeBron James. How old do you think that LeBron James kid is now? LeBron James kid, fun fact, that is Jalen Brunson. Oh, it is? Yeah, so he's in the NBA now. He's one of the best guards in the NBA. Having a great year. Yeah. Who would have thought? He, he, all, he, he all grew up. You got him. We got the, the play 360 kid. I want to know where he's at these days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember the, the arm kid? Well, they I saw, what was it? The, uh, the, the one kid who was a meme is now like playing college football or whatever. Really? Yeah, the Popeyes kid, or wait, the Popeyes, the Popeyes kid. Andy, how do you, I mean? Are you? You're not, this... talking, you're, not, you're not talking about the guy who just got done the shift in Popeyes. That meme. You know the exhausted... no, it's like the side eye kid. Side eye Popeyes kid. He became a mean meme at age nine. A decade later, this college football player. Has a last laugh. A deal with Popeyes. College freshman Dearnerst Collins wrote internet meme fame started with confused side eyes at Popeye in New Jersey. Oh, yeah, that kid. Yeah. It's funny seeing him as an adult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy with those name and image likeness deals now. Yeah. I mean, you could just get something random, right? Yeah. Like, like that. You were a meme. Yeah. Now they're, they're going to remember? Pay you? Do you remember the crazy, creepy girl who's looking at the camera as the house burns beside her? She's now a field hockey player for Dartmouth. She has an NIL deal with Bic Lighters. Interesting. I didn't know that. That's not true. I know it's not true. I was just trying to play along. I thought okay. we could do it. Cool. I thought, cool. I thought we were going to do a few more of those. Riff. little riff. I thought I, I was going to maybe toss you a few more of those, but yeah, you just. Yeah. You ended it, Joe. Well, I know you're chomping at the bit to talk new Major League Baseball rules. I am. Because you have, you know, you, you what's the saying? Like, you're bearing, your cross to bear right now is it, arguing with people on Twitter about the Major League Baseball rules. It, it's not all the rules. Okay. It, my my issue, I'm not I'm not a like the game has to stay the way it was forever guy. I just think much like the NFL, and and much like you know we've how many companies have we made fun of over the years where they don't like you see some ad and you're like how did you not think of that? It's like it just seems as though some of these rules are not the most well thought out in terms of how they'll be used in practice. And they put them into the minor leagues for a minute and they're like, look, look at what happened. And 
unfortunately, I just think that, again, as I've said on the show before, we're catering to a fan base that we're catering to people that don't watch. It's this idea of we're going to draw people in that don't watch. And I think it's that starting there, that's immediately the worst strategy, in my opinion. To me, the the greatest issue in baseball today is that baseball commissioner, the baseball rules committee, Theo Epstein, who's a consultant who I read an article where he was quoted multiple times in today. Um, they're thinking about the baseball fan that they want. The young fan isn't coming to baseball anymore. And as I've said on this show before, it's because you're losing – Baseball is a game that is passed down. Yeah, you're losing their dad. You're losing their dad. Like an old glove that's passed down from fucking... I mean, Field of Dreams is baseball. Yeah, It's a dad and a son. That's baseball. And you're losing the dad. And you're losing the dad for a lot of reasons. And I don't think that high on that list is baseball takes too long. Okay. So, listen, there's a lot of new baseball rules this year, okay? Let's start. We'll just pick at random. Bigger bases. I don't give a fuck. Like, are people going to steal more? I don't know. They're saying it's for injuries, but they're really saying it's not for injuries. They're saying it's actually to make, you know, guys get on base more, maybe increase stolen bases. Who cares? Bigger bases. I don't give a fuck. Fuck the bases. I never need to talk about this issue ever again. They banned the shift. Hallelujah. I just think with the quality of pitchers these days and the the velocity on a lot of guys and the way pitchers don't go deep in games anymore and that they can just go to some random guy in the bullpen in the middle of the sixth who throws 102 with arm side run the idea of just being able to play the shift, it was making it impossible to hit. And no one on earth yeah. is a bigger clown. No one in the history of sports talking heads or opinions. I truly believe this. There's not a worse opinion than why don't you just hit the ball the other way? This great article I read today was that it was, I think it's Joe Pesnaski or whatever his name is. He had an article about the new rules. He wrote it for, it's in Esquire. Yo boy, Joey Votto, uh, quoted multiple times in the article, just saying how insanely ridiculous it is for people to say, just hit a ground ball the other way. It's insanely ridiculous. So when you take a combination of what's going on with pitching, what's going on with hitting in terms of exit velocity and launch angle and all this stuff. I think when you add the shift to that, it really makes it difficult on hitters. And I just think banning the shift was the, was obvious and sort of needed to happen. I don't necessarily think they should have forced every fielder to be start on the dirt. You know, I think um, putting, putting your second baseman in short right field, it's fine with me. Um, I played in short right field when I played second base. Um, I just think that banning the shift two guys on either side of the bag seems obvious to me. So I'm, I'm in favor of that rule. 
We then get to what's probably the biggest one that's causing an issue, which is the pitch clock. And I think that the pitch clock is problematic for a number of reasons. Let's start with the biggest thing. Well, let me say real quick before you explain. I'll just specify the exact rules because I have them right in front of me. So the pitch timer, these are the rules. 15 seconds, this is for the pitcher. 15 seconds with bases empty, 20 seconds with runners on. This is for the hitter. Hitter gets one timeout per plate appearance, must be in batter's box with eight seconds left. Pitchers get two disengagements, which pickoff attempts or step-offs per batter. Violations would be considered a balk. So I have three major issues with the pitch clock. None of them really have anything to do with the speed of the pitch clock. Although I will say this again, you're catering to an audience with the speed of the pitch clock that I don't think you like, you're not drawing in people, people who are Twitch gaming and into drone racing and into UFC. They're not coming around to baseball because it runs two and a half hours instead of three hours. I just think it's it's the it's everything that's wrong with the mindset of baseball is new fans. Baseball's dying. And what you should try to do is slow the death. But you should me, not try to No, let me hop in here. Sorry, real quick. I I, I wanna say I wanna like use a personal experience to that point. It's it's like I am with golf, at least right now. I always say. 18 holes is too much for me. I'd love 12, maybe 30. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to draw me in. Like, I, I'm what you're saying, the UFC guy who loves UFC. You, golf's not going to draw me in anytime soon. They're just not because 18 holes is too much for me. I, I get bored. Right. And that's kind of the equivalent. And I agree with you. And And so now we've gotten to a situation where – we're so focused on these new fans, new fans, new fans. Like, that's not to me. That's not how you get new. You 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 should be literally growing new fans. You should be letting old fans create your new fans. But my my issues with the pitch clock and everybody's like, it's great, it's faster, it speeds the game up. You won't notice. So I read this article and I'm going to read you the quote from um from Theo Epstein, which I saved in my thing. Uh, okay. So he says, it's only natural that when there are loopholes, players will take advantage. That's a more natural thing to do rather than adjust. This is speaking about minor leaguers finding loopholes within the thing. What we learned is that enforcement is really, really important. Umpires have to be on board. Enforcement has to be crystal clear, reliable, and unflinching. So, I have two issues. One, if you're out there watching what's going on in these spring training games and you are saying, come the regular season, a game is not going to be called because of the pitch clock in the ninth inning. Well, first of all, Theo Epstein saying, yes, it is. Okay? So prepare for that. But also, here's the other thing. If it isn't, we get into that weird, shitty situation that we talked about with the Super Bowl where we're going, we now have a rule 
And we are going to decide when we are going to enforce it and when we are not going to enforce it. So we're already in a shitty position where we either have potentially games being ended on fucking pitch clock things or them picking and choosing when to enforce rule, which Theo Epstein said they did in the minor leagues. Okay. Two, the disengagement from the mounting is fucking stupid. So now – you can have a guy get a like holding runners becomes you have two chances and then a balk or essentially a free stolen base. Like, do we did we really fucking need this? To, I've said this before and I'll say it again, even more so than Philadelphia f- sports fans. My least favorite fan in all of sports is people who boo somebody throwing over. It's just part of the game. Sure. We're, we're, like. Why couldn't we introduce the pitch clock? First of all, why couldn't we introduce the shift and bigger bases and fuck the pitch clock for another year and just see how we happen with that? But why did we have to introduce the pitch clock and the holding runners on thing simultaneously? Seems to me like we're trying to do too fucking much. Now, my other issue with it, if you look and there's an article I put, I responded to somebody in our Reddit with it. Max Scherzer said, He's been working the whole offseason on how to fuck with hitters because of the pitch clock. Essentially, and this is exactly what I would do if I was a pitcher today, every batter, first pitch, I would come set and I would fucking hold it until a half second before that clock went off and I pitched it. And if that batter calls a timeout in that, I would be ready to go the second it starts. And if that batter steps out, fuck you. I own you now. I own you. The rest of this at bat, no matter what I do, you cannot step out. Yeah. We're now literally giving advantages to a pitcher in a game where the pitchers already have so many fucking advantages that people aren't watching because balls aren't getting put in play. So now you have a two and a half hour game instead of a three hour game. But in the two and a half hours, no one's going to fucking hit the ball. And you think that's going to draw more fans? You, we should we should be the one thing that we should be focused on is let's talk about rules. Is this going? Is there any chance for this to give a pitcher an advantage over a hitter? Oh, it will. Then fuck you. We're not doing it. Baseball has a ball in play problem. We fixed it with the shift. But then we counteract it with now a pitcher can get you to step out one time and fuck you. They own you. You, If you don't think the Max Scherzers and the Justin Verlanders and the Jacob DeGroms and the fucking, you know, Sandy Alcantara's, like all the, the great pitchers in the league, the great pitchers are going to use this to their advantage. And if I was a pitching coach, I would be teaching them how to use this to their advantage. And to me, that is a huge issue because the other problem with baseball these days is pitching is getting so fucking good. And if you've never played, if you've never played at a high level, you say dumb shit like just hit the ball the other way. But if you have played it at a high level, you know that when a guy's throwing 100 miles an hour and then he gets to hold the ball for 10 seconds. He gets to stay in his set for 10 seconds. And your eyes can't blink because if you blink, he's going to throw on 102. That it literally – the human brain cannot physically react to a 100-mile-an-hour ball. You're actually guessing every time. 
So now you can't blink and your eyes start to water because fucking this guy's playing games and you can't step out because you already stepped out once. It's ludicrously stupid. And we're all doing it to save a half hour. Meanwhile, as I tweeted from fucking Dirty Slides, football games are longer than baseball games with less action. Facts. Factual information. Less action, less gameplay in football, longer games. Factual. No one complaining about the length of football. Oh, baseball's too long. No one worldwide complaining about the length of fucking cricket, which goes on for days. Well, I think no one complains about football. Obviously, people enjoy the actual game more. Not only, not only do people not complain about the length of football, they watch on Sundays three games in a row, back to back to back. Yeah, I no, I agree. Like the time for me is never an issue when it comes to football. And to be honest, you're right with baseball. Games can be long. A half hour really isn't that big of a difference. And here's what else I read in this article. Again, this article in Esquire. And it's all in favor of the rules. But here's another thing. Local TV. The local TV numbers when it comes to baseball are not down. Okay? What's down is people watching the World Series. People watching the playoffs. So baseball looks at the fact that people... Locally, fans of the Dodgers are still watching as many Dodgers games as they did in the past. Fans of the Yankees are still watching as many Yankees games. But no one is watching the World Series, and your concern is because games are too long? How about the fact that teams like Andes are not attempting to win the World Series? Baseball has two major problems when it comes to national audiences. One most fucking teams aren't trying to win. Bullshit. If you're not trying to win, get the fuck out. Get fucked. Okay? Two, baseball refuses to market its players. Refuses to market its players. You're not allowed to tweet about them. You're not allowed to put out video up about them. You're not allowed to whatever. They do zero marketing of players. They hide behind, well, you know, fucking Otani can't speak fucking English. Who gives a shit? Put in, put a commercial out where he doesn't fucking talk at all. No one even knows what Mike Trout sounds like. No one. Baseball refuses to market its players. My nephew is wearing a sweatshirt yesterday with Jamar Chase and Jeff Justin Jefferson doing the gritty on it. Neither of them play for the Giants. He wouldn't know a fucking baseball player on another team if you fucking had to quiz him. They refuse to market their players. So now, unlike basketball, where some guy's a fan of Kyrie or a fan of LeBron or a fan of Devin Booker and therefore a fan of that team, you only watch your local fucking market because they refuse to market their players. And therefore, when the game is on the national level in the playoffs, if you're a Reds fan, you go, I don't give a fuck. The Reds have been out of it since fucking April. Why am I going to watch this? There's no parody. There's no salary floor. There's no salary ceiling. You're not marketing your players. You refuse to let people put up clips on the internet. And then you go, no one cares about the World Series. Oh, well, it's because it's too long. Kill yourself. We We need a pitch clock. How about you need to do any of these fucking things? So I was thinking when you were at, when you were going on that rant, I think it's a legitimate question. Kind of where baseball is headed with it dying and 
the emergence of all the other sports. I'm going to say 50 years. 50 years from now. So that's like a good set time, right? Half a century. We will most likely be gone from this earth. 50 years from now, what is a more popular sport in America? Baseball or soccer? Soccer. You didn't even hesitate. Yeah. You think the money, the TV deals, all those things we see now is going to shift into soccer? Because with streaming, with uh, being able to, like, we're already seeing a shift where young American kids are watching English Premier League soccer. Yeah. And young American kids are not watching baseball. Correct. No, I I agree. That's why I pose that. And soccer promotes their stars. Yeah. They promote the shit out of their stars. Worldwide. Now, each league is different, but you see it when, even in the MLS, when that fucking guy comes over from Europe and they're like, he he's at the shitty part of his career where he has to come and play Major League Soccer. They boner out over it. Yeah. Every time. They Major do. League Baseball refuses. Like it's going to cost them some sort of money to promote their fucking stars. Refuses. Again, I don't care about 20 seconds, 15 seconds. Okay, you think the, the the problem is, is you think it solved something and it didn't. And what you did is you put something in that solved nothing. In terms of your issue. And it pisses off guys who fucking live and die with this sport. I'm annoyed. And I don't give a fuck about the 20 seconds, but this you can step out once is ludicrous. You can throw over twice is ludicrous. Guys starting on second base in the 10th inning is ludicrous. If I see a Mets game end on a guy accidentally stepping out because a fucking gnat flies in his eye and he's already stepped out once, I will take a fucking flamethrower to the Major League Baseball offices. Was that in New York? Yeah. It is crazy that they're not addressing the simple issue. And all the things. Joe Rogan is sitting in a fucking room with some other dipshit, and he talks for four hours multiple times a week. He's the biggest fucking thing in fucking podcasting. Baseball's too long. They can't do two and a half hours. Marvel Endgame, three hours. Football, three hours. Joe Rogan, four hours. All the things, all the fucking top things, all the things people are fucking consuming. Well, I again, baseball's I, too long. I would argue those th- people are just finding those things more interesting. I, I mean, but like, listen to what we're saying. No, I know. I, I, I just, it's like. As far as trying to make baseball more interesting, like that's a whole discussion. I, I just think what's happened, like you said. Do you remember is, when we used to do an hour podcast? 
Yeah. Remember when the show used to be an hour? Yeah, I wanted. Remember to... how quickly we were like, people want longer sure. episodes. You know, you know the problem is the kids today—they don't have the attention span. Well, we—it's we all the ADD and the Adderall. We need baseball should be three innings, bam, in and out. Well, get a starter, a in... oh, setup man, and a closer. Get fucked. But we do live in an interesting age, right? We there there is some sort of like a dichotomy going on. You do have like, especially with social media, you have the quick videos that people remember love. that. Remember that too. YouTube. If your YouTube video is five minutes long, you should kill yourself. And now they're like, your YouTube video should be somewhere between three. 30 minutes and three and a half hours. No, but that's what I was going to say. YouTube is obviously pushing the YouTube shorts, which can only be 60 seconds or less. So on one hand, YouTube is like pushing the shorts. On the other hand, they're pushing four hour podcasts. To compete with TikTok, where now you can upload a 10 minute fucking video. Sure. So I think we do live in an interesting age where people want short form and they also want long form. But the problem with baseball is that, like you said, the dads aren't taking their kids, so you've lost a generation. You've also lost just an appreciation for what is going on in the game. So this is years in the making, right? This isn't just baseball suddenly lost fans. This is from Bud Selig to Rob Manfred, just all these fuck-ups. And you have Bud Selig is in the Hall of Fame. I mean, we need to own our digital content. If you want to see Major League Baseball, you got to go MLB.tv, log in with your name so we can have your, we can put you on a mailing list, send you letters in the mail. Meanwhile, the NFL, the NBA is like, we have what is called. Is that, is that a vacuum at your place? That's, that's somebody driving down the street. I'm like losing my mind on lack of sleep. <laughs> I, I keep looking over there. I'm like, what's going on here? I have the window because it's finally a nice day here in L.A. But the Major League wait, Baseball. Wait, hold, on a, hold on a second. I thought it was a vacuum and it's somebody driving down the street. Well, it's like a garbage truck. Okay, that's where my head's at right now. Anyway, continue. Major League Baseball stupidly like trying to control people sharing their shit. Meanwhile, there's something called NBA Twitter. Where like the whole world participates in fucking videos and memes and the trade deadline. Think about the think about all the memes that you can think of. Just off the top of your head. Alonzo Morning GIF. Kevin Durant, you're the real MVP. Crying Michael Jordan. I can't think of a single baseball meme. Wow, because that's a good MLB point. has had has banned you from showing shit. You're getting your YouTube channel taken down if you put sad Clayton Kershaw up. Yeah, they don't really have any memes. All the other sports do. That is that's that's pretty crazy if you think about it. Baseball doesn't have anything going for it. What about our own experiences? And we talked about this. What were our opening first ceremonial pitch experiences like at the ML state or at the MLB stadiums versus the minor league stadiums? It's night and day. I mean, remember that chick in the Mets? They almost 
they almost didn't let you throw the pitch before the pitch happened because yeah. she thought, you know, I don't know, you guys are comics. Are you guys up to something? Remember that? I had up? a bra on after my, under my shirt. I was going to do the fucking Brandy Chastain. Are you guys up to something? She was like, you better not take off your shoe. She's like, you better not. Y'all ban you guys from City Field forever. Now, to be fair, that was the Wilpon era still. Yeah, but you know my point. Yeah. Then you then you go down to Amarillo, Texas for a Saudis game, and they're like, they're like, you want to murder the mascot? Yeah. You got you guys want to you want to call the game as Bill Walton? I was like, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, do you want to take a ninety mile fastball right to your face wearing a stupid big ass cowboy hat? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We can make that happen. It's just I can't believe and 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 the the absolute cuckery of the MLB fan that allows it. And they t- they take it and they and they and they argue for it. I love nets. Nothing makes me boner for baseball like sitting behind a net and watching a guy p- pitch on a clock. Well, to your point, look at the other sports super fans. Then look at baseball. Their super fan is a guy in his forties going out with a baseball glove collecting balls like Zach Campbell. Like that's your baseball fan. But we, I did it a couple episodes ago. We're not going to repeat ourselves. The, the problem with baseball, they don't make you want to go to a bunch of games a year. They don't. Now there's a net. But I mean, the, the, the greatest memories of my childhood were getting to games early, going to batting practice and just oh, like sure. leaning over the railing and getting players to sign my fucking ball and to sign my card and to, you know, Kevin Reynolds, Kevin McReynolds gave me his batting glove and whatever. You can't throw a batting glove over a 40 foot net to a kid. Yeah. I know. Major league baseball. The problem is just major league baseball is solving is trying to solve issues. 111, 340 and 916 on the list of problems with baseball. And they're ignoring the first 200. I'm going to show you, dude. Th- this is baseball. It, this is a microcosm of baseball's problem. You're going to crack up when you see this right now. I'm about to share something on the screen. I've seen billboards and advertisements for this all over Cincinnati. And to think like this is how you're trying to promote the Reds. I'm, I'm on the Reds website right now. Take a look at this. Featuring Yankee series. Yeah. That is the first thing. If you click on Cincinnati Reds tickets, the first thing, and Drew, they have this on billboards in Cincinnati. Your 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 catch to get me, yes, play on words on purpose. Your catch to get me to go to the game is to watch the Reds lose eight to two to the Yankees. That's how you're trying to get me to go down to the ballpark. Is that they're playing the Yankees this year. Oh, but wait, there's more. The Zach Brown band's going to be there. Yeah, post-game benefit concert. This is the Reds pitch. Can can you imagine the audacity of Major League Baseball to say, we have shortened the game, but we'd also like you to come and stay longer for another event that happens immediately after. Or stick around for Friday's post-game fireworks. Yeah. 45 minutes of fireworks. Can't do it. Sorry. Hard. I have a hard two and a half hour out. After I drive 90 minutes across L.A. in traffic 
and and then another 90 minutes to get out of the parking lot and then another 90 minutes back. I need my baseball experience to go as fast as possible. I've just spent I am planning for 7 hours of travel to go to this baseball game and I'm planning on spending $1000 on tickets, one hot dog and three beers. So now I've spent $1000 in 7 hours of my day. I need it happening fast. Get it over with. Honestly, I don't know why Major League Baseball doesn't have its its most marketable two players meet at center field, have an arm wrestling match, and get us the fuck out. One more thing I'll add to this conversation. I think what's really hurt Major League Baseball, and I don't know how they could have changed this, to be fair. I just think football and basketball to most people, and I'm and I'm one of them, not everybody, can be just as enjoyable watching on TV. You know what I'm saying? We we've entered the age of the TV watching experience and sitting in your house and the comfort of your man cave or entertainment center, whatever it is. And I can really enjoy a football or basketball game from home. It's tough for a lot of people to do it in baseball. And now that these TV deals are worth so many billions of dollars. I think but do that's you know hurting. why it's hard for people to enjoy it? Because I thoroughly enjoy baseball at home. It's because no one knows what the fuck is happening in the game because one, they have abandoned growing the fan base from the ground up. So kids are not learning about the game. You want to learn about a baseball game? Keep score. Go to a baseball game with your dad. Learn to keep score. You will learn more about baseball in that process and then keeping score than you could possibly learn from reading every book on baseball. Keep score. You know what makes it harder to keep score? A pitch clock. Good luck. Hope you don't have to use your fucking eraser. Yeah. I know, man. They don't they don't cultivate fans. They no, just want to they they're worried about this is why they don't like us. Focus on why they do like you. Yeah. All the fucking sports in the world. It's the fucking Daytona 500. It draws hundreds of thousands of people there. And they sit there for how long? How long does it take them to drive oh, 500 miles? But again, I think it's, you know, that sport. They're going in circles. People are there for the experience. And baseball doesn't seem to be offering the tailgate experience that you're getting at some of these other sports. Well, ain't that a, it doesn't that just revert back to everything I've been fucking saying? Make going to the game great again. For sure. 100%. And then people will want to go home and watch the games to bridge till the next time they're going through the game. So if you went to 10 baseball games a year, I promise you're watching the 15 games in between. Yeah. I do not plan on going to any Reds games this year. Because your team is not trying to compete for a fucking championship. And also the experience. Now, I mentioned it last year, the independent team in Northern Kentucky, the Florence Yalls, I will go to games. I went to two games last year. I enjoyed it. They have a whole experience there. 
for the families. And obviously it's different. It's independent baseball. But you know what? It's still baseball. You know, I'm still watching a baseball game, but also I'm not getting bent over to buy a hot dog. Right? Oh, I got nephews or nieces. Hey, guess what, guys? We can take a break and go out in the kids zone. You know what I'm saying? Like there are things that some teams do and I'll I'll give Reds credit. They actually have good kids areas at their ballpark, but I'm not paying $20 to go to a playground. It's nice if you have that for a family, but if my team stinks, I don't really care. Yeah. But baseball is not, baseball is not instituting rules to make your team care about winning. No, they should be. They're not literally no one complaining. Literally, no, even the people that are like, oh, this pitch clock's good. They're actually not complaining. Everybody say, we need more action. We need more action. We need more action. They haven't even instituted a rule that unless you're saying, you know, half an inch, three and a half inches or whatever, close to play. Unless your argument is that's more action. Now, the shift, that's going to give you more action. Okay. But it only helps if the balls get put in play, which the pitch clock, I would argue is going to do the opposite. No one is complaining about the length. They're complaining about the lack of action and baseball is doing nothing to combat that except for the shift, which thank, thank God the pitch clock is a great theory, but you've instituted it in the worst fucking way possible. Well, I think we've said all we could on that. I'm over here. The the entire country hates baseball. I'm over here jacking off to the thought of baseball season starting. And what have they done? Hey, buddy, we know you're the only guy who cares. Let let us tell you why we've made it worse for you. Well, Brano, after that long discussion, you need to have a cold Miller light. I really that- fucking do. Because I'm at a matcha. Here's the thing. Miller Lite, you think, the way sports should be. Like an old school, I don't even want to say old school, but just a baseball game. You're basking in a hot spring or summer day. You have a nice cold Miller Lite. You're taking in the game. You're taking in the environment. A pitch happens. I take a swig of my Miller Lite. I write it down in my scorebook. Maybe I have another swig of my Miller Lite. And then the next pitch. I don't want to be rushed drinking a Miller Lite. I don't want to be rushed watching a baseball game. I no. want to I want to casually enjoy both. Casually and responsibly enjoy both. Yeah. It's no games, no gimmicks, how baseball should be. Just a great beer for people who like beer. Miller Lite, great taste, 96 calories. Go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Okay, I want to get to the NFL Players Association report card. Great. Because I found this fascinating. I didn't know this was happening, but just perusing through the teams 
it, it's just it's interesting because you could argue the grades don't really matter or there is no correlation between the report card score slash how the team does, which I agree. There's there's not exactly always a correlation. But what I found so amusing, and I'm going to use the word amusing because I'm not surprised by cheap billionaires. You, yeah, you become a billionaire because you're cheap. Just how some of these teams – would skimp on such minor things for their employees. Because that's what it is at the end of the day. You're just skimping on your employees. So for those who are, are not familiar with the situation, the NFL Players Association, for the first time ever, did team report cards on all 32 teams. And it was anonymous. They asked 1,300 players across the 32 teams to rate, just like you would in school, on A to F scale. And you had eight different categories. You had treatment of families, nutrition, weight room, strength staff, training room, training staff, and locker room. And what was interesting to me was that, again, not the best teams always scored the highest and the worst teams didn't like th th there wasn't exactly a correlation between how the team performed on the report cards versus how they performed in the field. So the highest rated teams, as far as what the survey said on again, these are their working conditions. Number one was Vikings. Number two was dolphins. Number three was Raiders. Four was Texans. Five was Cowboys. So of those five teams, you have what? How many combined playoff wins this year? One? You have one. And your bottom five teams, starting with the very last, no surprise here, the Commanders with the worst working conditions of any NFL team, second to last, the Cardinals, then the Chargers, then the Chiefs, then the Jags and Bengals. But when I read some of these, again... I was just I was just laughing because these owners are just such cheap asses. I mean, like, I think that there's some there's some things where you got to be like, okay, you know, a new stadium is going to have a bigger locker room, a new stadium is going to have a bigger training facility or whatever. But there's there's also you know when you talk about roommates on the road or the quality of the food like you can have a shitty kitchen and good food like there's yeah the the, the best restaurants in America are not the fanciest fucking kitchens that's for sure but also when I see things like this the Jacksonville Jaguars dealt with a rodent problem for three to four weeks during the season per the survey. Players reported that there was, in quotes, a rat infestation in the locker room and laundry hampers. This earned the team a D minus on the locker room section. You can't have that, Joe. Like, you know, that's just what are we doing here? You have a rat problem, but I have to, I have to, I have to bring up the hometown Bengals, the the home the Cincinnati Bengals, because I because obviously this hits close close to home for me. Everything has changed because of Joe Burrow and the new era. But you know what hasn't changed? The ownership. The report on the Bengals is pure comedy. 
So the Bengals rated high. It seems the players like their coaches. They like the training staff, all that. But these things are hysterical. The Bengals are one of three teams that do not provide dinner to their players. <laughs> Guys, what are we talking about here? Dinner to your players? No, sorry. They are also one of two teams that do not provide vitamins, and they are the only team that does not provide supplements to their players. But wait, there's more. Additionally, players felt that they have some of the smallest hot cold tubs in the league. They have issues with the showers and toilets not consistently working. And they are the only team in the NFL that does not have outlets in their lockers to charge devices. Wow. Was the movie Major League inspired by the Brown family? Yeah. What I just read to you guys is the premise for Major League. Dude, you're an NFL team, and you, you're you Joe Burrow. Okay, let's yeah. just use him because he's the best player on the team, right? You're Joe Burrow. You just led the Bengals to their second straight AFC North championship. You're at home. And then you go into shower, and you turn it on, and you're like, shit, cold water. I just and love it, the I just love the idea of Zach Taylor being in the being naked in the locker room when the when the owner comes out is like no fucking towels. <laughs> the I love you. The- I would have loved to told you I was naked with a text message, but I ain't got no outlets in my locker. Ed Orgeron apparently is the, the Bengals head coach. No, that's the that's the manager no, for Major League. I know. Joe, they're the only team that doesn't Jamar Chase can't charge his iPhone in between practices. And, and, and you know what's funny to me, Joe, is is I, I couldn't resist. I went to Bengals Reddit, right? Because we all know the crazies of the crazies for each team are on Reddit. Most people get it, but Joe, there's like a fair amount of people like defending this in a weird, I'm like, what are you defending? Or or the people who are like, oh, grown men bitching, millionaires complaining. I'm a construction worker. It does, but. but, Look at my, look at what I do. What, what, what does that have to do with it? Also, so sorry that you've done nothing with your fucking life and that you've got to compare, like, this is not the way to compare the it's it's the equivalent of if you're in the, if you're in a if you're a construction worker and you're like I work twenty hours a day and I work on a job site okay what if your job site didn't provide safety helmets yeah it's not about what they do compared to what you do it's what they do compared to other what other teams do no like is anybody sitting around. Going like, I am not going to complain about my shitty job when I used to work at this other company and they gave me better benefits and they gave me whatever. It's like the the reason that they have this report card is and it's smart for the NFLPA to do this, which is for the people who are who have been on other teams and and go around saying, hey, I used to play for the, the Cowboys and it was dope. And now I play for the Bengals and it's shit. 
is making the guys who just come in the league, because the majority of guys come in the league, they don't know any better, and they're not millionaires, and they get paid whatever the league minimum for the first couple years, to, for them to know, oh, it's better other places. There, did, like there are Bengals fans that just found out every other team gives them dinner. No, that's a great point. That's a great point. I mean, the idea that you you can't accommodate, like we're saying, just the basic of base needs, having chargers for their electronic devices, providing dinner. I mean, when I looked further into this, well, 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 first of all, they're the only team that doesn't give supplements. Yeah. Like, like. Here's the thing. We all know the infamous video, or at least it, to remind everybody, of TJ Hushmanzada saying that Bengals players, when he entered the league, had to share jock straps. <laughs> this is like the 2023 version of that, not having an iPhone charger. It really yeah. is. 20 years later, you really haven't changed. Now, I'd argue to counter all this. We see it because the Bengals are 27th, the Chiefs are 29th. Those two teams played in the AFC Championship. I'd argue somebody saying as a free agent, oh, God, the facilities are terrible, but I'd love to play with Burrow. I'd love to play with Pat Mahomes. You know, I, I'd argue. I don't know. I don't necessarily know that that's true. Really? You don't think so? I, I think I think that the majority of guys in the NFL would probably say, why would I go play with Burrow when I can go play with X whose shit is way nicer. You got to remember, too, like when we talk about, oh, but the, the Chiefs played. Yeah, but the, so both of them have elite quarterbacks. That's it, right? Like that's why they're there. Yeah. That, that's precisely why they're there. But also, like when it comes to staying competitive or or getting competitive without you drafted an elite quarterback – You've got to be able to lure free agents and no one wants to go fucking play where it's shitty. Yeah. But you don't think a player might want to go to a team that has do, do a I great think cast like to win a receiver that might want to go play with Burrow. Do I think whatever? Yeah. Do I think a left tackle gives a fuck? Like, Oh, I want to go. Play, I want to go play with Joe Burrow. He's like, my job is to run headlong into another man at the tune of a twenty-five hour car accident forty times a game. I want a nice fucking cold tub. True. Yeah, no, you have a point. But I do find it interesting that the Chiefs are so low because they have an old stadium. And they're also an old stadium. Yeah. Who are the top, who are the top teams? The Raiders, the it goes Vikings, the Vikings, Dolphins, the Raiders, Raiders, the Dolphins, Texans, the Cowboys. Cowboys. Packers are sixth. Your Giants are eighth. Bills are ninth. Joe, I mean, Bills have an old stadium. I, I, I listen. My point is is that you you have to work like if you're going to by by like the the state of the art technology be in a shittier position to start maybe feed your fucking team dinner maybe give them supplements yeah. maybe f 
add outlets to the fucking thing. Like, you're not going to be able to increase the size of Arrowhead's locker room. You can't. Okay? You can't do it. You can build a new stadium, but people like Arrowhead. The fans certainly do. The players like playing there. There's a home field advantage, all that. You can't make the locker room bigger. But you can give them better food. Sure. I can, I guarantee you there's a guy in Kansas City who cooked you some fucking barbecue. Yeah. And, and you can do little things. Like the Chiefs are one of the few teams that force rookies to have roommates on the road. Not many teams do that anymore at all. And they're saying, look, they're grown-ass men. You're nickel and diming by forcing a rookie to have a roommate in a hotel room. And these aren't small men. You know, I don't know what the Chiefs want, a two six eight linemen sharing a bed. I'm just picturing that guy being like, that's a State Farm commercial. No, nah, I got Andy Reid again. God, he's got the gas. I just picture Baker Mayfield showing up with a fucking work belt trying to add uh, charging stations to locker rooms. I got a call. You guys need uh, you guys need iPhone chargers. That's a little electrical work. Oh man, it it really does though. It just goes to show when they show these owners, and obviously the NFL owners. I feel like they show more than anyone when they show these owners in their luxury boxes. You just think you're just a dick, man. Get the guys chargers. Get the guys supplements. Get a room where. The, their wife or girlfriend doesn't have to be breastfeeding in the restroom of the public stadium. That was another thing the Bengals. Players reported that wives had sat on the public restroom floor to nurse their babies. I mean, that's something out of fucking Last of Us. It's a post-apocalyptic hellscape. <laughs> Can you imagine? You're, you're Jamar Chase's baby mama. Middle of like a Chiefs game and you got your kid with you and you're stuck between like Randy Ruther yeah, and a guy say. tiger face paint nursing your baby. <laughs> you're like, can you hold, Hey, Bangalorean, can you hold my baby while I take my tit out? <laughs> oh my God. Hey man, we got the bubble. We got the bubble. Things are changing. No, no, they're not. They're not changing. Literally, you're giving – you know what the Bengals are? Remember when I was so cheap – and I love this when I was so cheap. Just a few months ago when I refused to update my iPhone 6S. Yeah. And I'd take a mo, I'd take a portable charger with me. That's literally what the Bengals are doing. They're giving portable chargers to their guys. It doesn't – it shouldn't make them feel too good about this whole Burrow contract situation. Burrow's like, you know, um, I, 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 I know about our cap situation. I also know if I take a little bit less money that maybe we can get uh, chargers in our lockers. <laughs> I'd like to keep my weapons. I also would like to have a place for uh, my receiver's wife to nurse her baby. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, the Jags had a, had a rat infestation, and they're just like, no, it's cool. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has long hair. Was there, were there rats living in Trevor? Like, was there a rat living in Trevor Lawrence's hair? But you know what's crazy on that list, too? 
the Rams and the Chargers had really shitty grades, like D's in a lot of the stadium stuff. Wow. Which I don't really fully understand that. Like, like how is that possible? Well, like, listen, I've been, I've been to SoFi, and and the the footprint is really cool. And the game, I talked about this when I went. The game experience, watching the game was really cool. Everything outside of that was a nightmare. Remember that? You literally you cannot you cannot just like say I'm in one end zone and I'm going to walk around the stadium back to my seat. You can't. But- no, I know that. But, off everything, the fucking the shitty food. But I, but Joe, the Chargers and Rams. I just looked. The locker room grade is a D and D minus for the two teams. Yeah. Did you have a brand new stadium? Wait, what did you put in the locker room for those guys? You just built a six million dollar stadium and gave them a shit locker room. I do think this is great that they're doing this. Yeah. I think it's fantastic especially if you're a free agent and you're reading this you're like i don't want to go to this team or hey man the raiders got top-notch facility i could go to vegas i don't know the whole thing the whole thing is just it's one of those things where i am surprised at certain teams but then at the end of the day i don't think i should be because you're like it's it's the nfl man like the like the Packers overall scored great. Does that surprise you? Kind of, but not really. You got to remember the Packers have fucking owned by the fans. So there's a board. They're probably it's not, it's not one dipshit going like we're not doing it. It's not the fucking Brown family. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna ask you a question and then we'll move on. Okay. The XFL is currently on. Yes. I think we did this before. Okay. But I'm going to do it again. Over under the XFL lasting two and a half seasons. Uh, I don't know, remember what I answered last time. I didn't I'm know saying the, under. I didn't know The Rock was involved. I have no idea how their ratings are doing. I, you know me. I'll never watch a fucking game. Me either. Um, I'm going to say over, but I'm not going to go over four and a half. I said two and a half. I know. I'm not going to go over four and a half, but I am going to go over two and a half. Okay. I'm saying under. I'm saying it lasts two seasons. Then it's done. You want to get to some dirt is, balls? Is there anybody in the XFL? Do you know anything about it? Is there anybody in the XFL who, like, are you like, oh, this guy's in the XFL now? No, I haven't paid any attention to it. Okay. To be honest. Like, I've paid no attention to it. You want to get us some dirt ball calls? Sure. All right, guys. Give us a ring. Hotline is 310-359-8365. We'll start with a Philly fan, Joe. Oh, God. Why are you no, no, he's reasonable. Oh, okay. He's reasonable. But he is calling to defend. <laughs> that looks is it all. He's he, he's he's reasonable on his call, but I'm not. I'm saying his his tone is reasonable. <laughs> and he's calling to defend what? Throwing batteries at players? Philly fans related to the Jalen Brown situation about. Oh, okay. 
the fans saying they wanted him to tear his ACL. It's it's a it's a, a just a bad egg. You can't judge everybody by one bad egg. All right, well let's see what he has to say. Andy is uh, Justin from South Philly, been a bear ball for a long time, and was just listening to Monday's episode, listening to the discourse about Jalen Brown, hearing from Philly fans to tear an ACL. So as a Philly fan, I'm calling to defend fans just a little bit, just a little bit as they pro- we probably are the worst as a collective. You know, I don't do stuff like that. I would say that is not as uncommon as it sounds for fans to say those types of comments. It's just he made it public and Philly has this narrative where it's easy to bring this up and it's a rivalry game and all these types of things. But I just wanted to point out that all hardcore fan bases will react to something like that. All right, guys, thank you. Thank you for listening and stay dirty. So I'll go first real quick. I, I don't know if I agree that you're saying that's more common than we think, saying I want you to tear your ACL. Now, I don't know if that's based on where I'm sitting. I don't know if that's a certain area of a stadium or arena or ballpark. I don't know. But, like, you suck, fuck you, those sort of things you hear. Like, I, I don't, like, to me, that's way, I mean, that's way, you're, you're wishing an injury on somebody. I but don't also, think he, I hear at the that end, much. he said, rea- what is he reacting to? What was the react? He was like, oh, I don't think he's, people react, reacting to what? Jalen Brown walking into a stadium? Just Jalen Brown being there? What, what is, what is a, a, a Philly fan telling a guy to tear his ACL? He's reacting to him being alive, being, playing Philly. I'll just tell you this. I have seen, again, first of all, my hatred of Philly is because what I've seen in person in at Philadelphia sporting events. I've, I had never seen anything like that in my life. I've been to numerous games in Philly now at the vet, at the link, at Citizens Ball, Bank Ballpark. I've been, to me, I've never seen a worse fan base. Personal experience. Okay. I've never been to a Raiders game. Okay. Personal experience. But also, I am fans. I am sorry. I am friends. friends, Yeah. With a lot of people. I'm Mr. Sports Guy. Who I know. Your Philly friends. Yeah. But I'm saying I'm Mr. Sports Guy. Like when people find out, like when, you know, comedian friends or friends of mine, they're on my social media, there's Mets in my bio, I'm always at games. People all the time will be like, oh, Joe, you love fucking sports. You love fucking sports. Like, I know fans of, like, if you name a team, I can tell you a fan of that team. Okay? I have never sat in a room, not at a game, watching a game on TV. I've never been with another, the fan base of another team, ever. Any other team in any sport. Except Philly fans who have screamed at the TV hoping for injury. Break his fucking leg. I've never seen that before except for Philly fans. This is, I appreciate your call. And I get, I appreciate that you're, you say I'm not one of those guys. But this is your teamcheats.com. You hear it all the time. You hear other fans saying this cool 
You might not be the guy. I The one thing I'll say about Philly, and I've always said about Philly, is when you go to sporting events, there's always going to be one fucking guy who takes shit too far. Sure. I would say in Philly, there's always going to be one guy who fucking doesn't. Oh, you don't? Congratulations. You're in the minority. It's like we talk about with fucking, you know, like with cops, like I said before. It's like suddenly we have dash cams and cell phone cams and whatever. And people are like, man, cops are beating people up. They always did. We just have it on video now. Oh, suddenly there's a million videos of Eagles fans being complete pieces of shit. No, they always haven't. I saw a video the other day from the Super Bowl where a, I don't even know if it was a Chiefs fan, but they were holding up a picture of that dude's mugshot, the guy from the Eagles who like in the run up to the game was fucking charged with whatever, some horrible fucking crime. Well, it was the guy who didn't start. It was it was like child rape or something crazy. Yeah. Really bad. Eagles fans were fucking assaulting the dude who had this guy's Can you imagine being such a piece of trash that you're defending the child rape guy? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, man. I don't. I don't know. Like again, I, I just don't hear that when you go. To, and I, we both of us have always been to a lot of sports events. Look, I, I mean, I, I don't know what the equivalent of this would be in, in a football stadium, but we've gone to multiple games in the bleachers at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, like like you look the the bleachers in Dodger Stadium for a few years was so rough. They banned beer, guys, because yeah. somebody got stabbed. My point is like we've been to games there, and and guys will get a little 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 wild in the bleachers at Dodger Stadium, but they're not yelling for a guy to break his leg. I don't know. It's just again they're talking shit. Hey, John Jay, John Jay, John Jay, John Jay. You know they're doing whatever they're doing. Where's the? I mean, again, where's the clip? Like we have the clip of Joey Bosa getting fucking harassed outside we have we have the what about the report of what's his name the dude who was on the sixers who was from dc i forget who it was but there was a dude on the sixers on the sixers getting fucking shit thrown at him because he was wearing a redskins jersey to a redskins eagles game he's on the sixers yeah All right, here's a uh, a scenario call for me. What's up, guys? It's TK from Minnesota just calling in. And, uh, Ruther, I heard you talking about how you would handle situations in the future and just replaying those in your head. And scenario, your daughter's seven, 17 years old, and you catch her... Some weed, I'm stealing some Miller lights out of the fridge. She's going and boozing on the weekends. But she's got 4.0, 3.8 GPA, gets all of her shit done, isn't a problem. But you catch her doing this. What are you doing? How do you handle it? 
you telling mom? Maybe she doesn't know. I don't know. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Also, I think this Air movie or whatever this new like Nike shit that's coming out, I literally think it's a disguised MJ propaganda film. Another one. Right around the time MJ or LeBron breaks the all-time scoring record, we see this mysterious movie about MJ getting signed to fucking Nike. Can you believe it? That's, it's bullshit. Anyways, condoms are for that fucking film, honestly. So that film is basically the history of Nike? Like how it started with Phil Knight? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. It sounds like it's the the there. You know, Nike was around for a bit before. Oh Jordan. no! It, yeah, you know, I know. Oh, so so the the it says Sonny Vaccaro the signing of, of yeah Jordan. Nike pursue basketball rookie Michael Jordan creating a partnership that revolutionizes the world of sports and, and it did the, the 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 trailer dropped the second fucking it book. is amazing yeah. I mean, that that is crazy that they would do that. And and I said, you know, I actually saw a video of this, of, of a guy talking about this. He was actually a Jordan slurper. Uh, he was saying, Michael, so petty, so competitive. Yes, he's doing these things on purpose. And I was like, you know, petty and competitive in this in these scenarios are synonyms for insecure. Yeah, 100%. He's insecure when LeBron passed him. The last dance dropped. He was insecure when LeBron passed Kareem. So the fucking trail. I'm sure part of it was like, okay, but this is when I want it to fucking happen. 100% on that. 100%. You think that they randomly drop a trailer, a pro Michael Jordan trailer, Right when LeBron passes Kareem, that's not a coincidence. These are calculated moves. Jordan is a very and calculated what's amazing guy. is the propaganda machine. Like, no, like people buy into it so hard. So you know Nick Hoff, yeah, comedian, sure. whatever. Apparently, a big Jordan guy. I posted something on fucking Twitter, and he replied, and we went back and forth. And he was talking about the Last Dance, and I was like, oh, the Michael Jordan produced propaganda film. He's like, Michael Jordan didn't have anything to do with that. I go, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Check this out. He's like, no, he didn't fucking. I mean, they probably just used him for like to get footage that they couldn't get. I go, no, it's actually, uh, you know, who's on fucking on record. Uh, what's who's the dude who did Civil War and the baseball, all the the, the documentary? It's uh, Ken Burns. Ken Burns. Ken Burns is on record as, it. As, as saying a, a, a documentary cannot be produced by its subject. Yeah, there he goes. That alone makes this not a documentary about Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. It 100%. is just not a documentary. Yeah, no, hundred percent. So to your question, which is a very interesting question. Yeah, we got to get to this. Is the this is the main thing, Andy? So if my daughter, four student, she's seventeen. She's 17. I catch her smoking weed. I catch her taking some beer. Well, first of all, cannabis. 
Okay, let's not let's not fall into the 1950s reefer madness trashing okay. of weed, right? Cannabis is a thing now, and also he did say Miller Lite. He did cannabis and Miller Lite. Well, here's the thing. Keep things proper here. Here's the thing. Let's not let's not let's let's end the long-standing propaganda campaign against cannabis and against alcohol. I would. Well, first of all. I don't care if she's got a 4.0 or 2.0. That really doesn't matter for me in this situation. Obviously, I have lived a life, we can say. I have been pretty wild. I have my moments. I There's a reason I don't drink anymore. Like, I'm on record. There is 915 episodes of me talking about all my shit. There's all these other podcasts or radio or videos and social media, whatever. I'm not going to be like, oh, you can't do this or do like, that's just how, how, how could I? And also my mom was so strict on that stuff. And I think it completely backfired on all five of her boys for the record on all this stuff. I would just talk to her and it's about being smart. Right. And I know we're playing a hypothetical here. I wouldn't be like, you're grounded, but like, hey, if you're going to do this, don't drink and drive. Don't get stoned and drive. You know, be smart. If you ever feel you're in a bad position, call me. And if you do drive, make sure you have the auto drive on our Tesla on so it can drive you home. Because what are we talking about? This is 18 years from now. That car, she'll be fucking, she could pass out in the fucking driver's seat. True. And that car will t- take me home. Yeah. There's robots that are delivering food around my neighborhood. No, 100%. And as far as telling telling mom, like, I don't think that would really matter. My, my thing is, like, I don't, I don't like to keep secrets. So, like, I'm pretty honest with my girlfriend and vice versa. Like, she, know, she knows all my shit. She, like, I don't hide shit from her. I really don't. And vice versa. And she's lived a life too. She's she's been an angel, so like I don't know. I mean, the whole parenting thing—it's it's funny to me because I think you learn as you go. But like I know from my background, my dad didn't enforce shit. It was just like, oh, your mother said it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, your mother said it. Like he wasn't the enforcer. He wasn't the disciplinarian. But no, I wouldn't be like, you can't do this. I should that that's I just think that's a stupid approach. It's trying to find a balance. Like if my kid's getting stoned all the time and it's sucking at school, I'll be like, what are you doing? Like, you gotta find a balance. Right? I don't know. These are weird. These are like a this is like yeah, a weird and, you, and, and I think what I think that's a I think that's a good thing. And you could say to that kid, you know, you know about balance. You took Miller Lights. They're great taste and less filling. <laughs> you know, you need to have so you understand why balance is important. A great plug right there. Yeah, and, and although what's interesting is like the thought of like a kid going. I don't even know if kids do it. Like, would a kid go back and just like listen to an old podcast? I think more than not, they'll be like, "My dad's embarrassing." I don't care what he said on episode 426 with an Asian guy who ran over a homeless guy in Venice Beach. Well, that that podcast will be long deleted at this, that point. 
Shout out to Yoshi. Yeah. You want to hear an angry call? Yeah. What are you angry about? Spotify. Okay. Like Kyle Aronofsky is so angry at this call. He hates Spotify. Okay. I don't think anyone's ever hated Spotify as much as he hates Spotify. Joe and Andy, what is up, my fellas? That's <laughs> not Kyle Aronofsky. <laughs> he sounds so angry. Joe and Andy, what's up, my fellas? That was not the right call. I want to hear the rest of that call now. Do you want to hear? Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's go. We got to. The rule, the rule on this show should be if you accidentally play someone's call. If we haven't already played it, we got to listen. This guy, okay. he wasn't gonna get, he wasn't gonna get the shot, but now he does. Yeah, this is one of those. Me, I just mislabeled it. Uh, Landon calling in from the greater Nashville area. Uh, wanted to congratulate Andy. Kind of late on the train here, um, but I'll hop on now. Uh, that's uh, fucking awesome, man. So glad you're going to be a great dad. Um, I'm sure we're going to get Andy Ruther dad updates um, as the show goes on here. Uh, that's really what my question is. Um, has this been codified yet? Do you guys have a have a little Andy dad bit you guys are going to wheel out? Um, I ask because I just found out that my wife is pregnant with our first child. And so I'm looking for all the advice I can get. Um, is this going to be a part of the show going forward? Uh, yep, that's it. Condoms are for not us, clearly. A couple of dads. Stay dirty. Okay, so uh, obviously we, we just did a discussion, even though we were projecting into the future, uh, a hypothetical. Uh, updates, I mean, we'll see. Um, the truth is, uh, you know, I'll be honest with you guys. And I, I talked to Joe about this. The truth is, I, I think I might do uh, a spinoff of my life now podcast where most of that would be covered there. Right. Yeah. Like, but obviously we're going to talk about your kid on the show. You've never yeah, been a guy no, that for keeps sure. things, whatever, you know, like we're already, we're already doing it. Yeah. So uh, I I suspect that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, no, for sure. And, and now and is I, the is the dad spinoff going to be called Breaking the Ruther Curse? Raising my child in a curseless environment. <laughs> the the Isle of Ruther story. <laughs> well, we have so the spinoff. I've been really slacking on. Well, I have a lot of footage though. So the spinoff will be very YouTube centric. A lot of footage that I've compiled over months. Um. And it would just be about like what I'm going through now, what I've gone through the last few years. It, it would it would be very lighthearted, at least try to be. Can so, I can I say something that I actually wanted to say? I was going to say it to you separately, but now that we have it on the now that it's sort of come up, what you just said of going through the last years, I need to give you some props that I've never given you before because I didn't. It never even occurred to me to do it, but now that so many other people are going the other way, I want to commend you on something, Andy. You, how long you been sober? Um, uh, nine years in April. See, I didn't even know that. Okay, I didn't know that. I just want to commend you on being sober and not making it your whole fucking existence. I am like sick and tired of sober people at this point. <laughs> right? We get it. You're fucking sober. Like cool fucking story, bro. Yeah. I don't give a shit. 
Dude, I, I drink and I obviously love to have a Miller Lite promoted on this show. But like, if I do jokes about my drinking, it's usually about like, oh, I fucking how it's bad. Or if I fucking talk about it, it's usually like taking the piss out of it. God damn it! If sober people aren't the most annoying people in the world, I agree. Cool, you're fucking sober. You feel great. I don't give a shit. Like, stop. And by the way, if it was so great, why are you trying to sell everybody to fucking do it with you? Talk talk about like a fucking. Usually somebody's like, ooh, this is my little thing. I'm not going to tell the whole world that. You're just fucking dorks who really, really want other people to be dorks with you. Andy Ruther's like, be sober, don't be sober. I don't give a fuck. And yeah. I want to commend you on that. Thanks, man. God damn it. Are sober people annoying? And I feel like it's a, it's, it's a trending thing that if you're sober, you need to fucking constantly tell everybody about it. Well, I, I think don't especially care. In the, I think especially in the comedy world. Ugh. Like I know when I, I know when, I'm, I'm my next special is gonna be last comic drinking. Yeah, well, I know when I went like when I went sober, right, cold turkey. The amount of comics that would come up to me after shows, like sober comics, and they'd be pitching me to their AA or whatever. And look, do whatever you got to do. I'm not here to knock that. That that I didn't just wasn't. I didn't need that. Like I'm lucky. I have willpower and you know everyone has their own way they want to take it or their own path so to speak but i agree like i think people it's such a big deal here's something funny my therapist who you actually recommended me to which is hilarious now that i think about it i've been going to for four years i didn't tell him about my sobriety it's that's how little of concern it is until like two and a half years in and he just laughed. He's like, wait, you don't drink? He's like, you've never mentioned that. He's like, well, why don't you drink? And I was like, oh, I had this brain injury. And But th- that's to your point. It's just like that's a thing for me. I, I, don't, I don't think about it. But everyone, I don't want to say everyone, but so many people who are sober. Are like, hi, I'm sober. My name's Mark. And you're like, oh, you know, you could – you could you could fucking slow play that one, Mark. I didn't need to know you were sober before I knew your name. So I'd put the following people in the same category. The sober people, vegan slash vegetarian, and, and runners. Yeah. Does that make sense? Were they oh, like, man, running. And you're like, yeah. bro, I've done it. I'm not interested. Were they like really try to push that on yeah, you yeah. or let you know oh, dude, right away? You know, but if you get in really good shape, you get a runner's high, and then you don't even think about it anymore. Cool. I'll never know about that feeling. <laughs> Maybe this next one is Kyle's call. I don't know. This one doesn't have a label on it. I, I try to I try to label them. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see if this is it. What's going on, folks? Calling back once again from beautiful Tom's River, New Jersey, home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions. Non-sports-related call, but you guys have discussed Apple Music uh, versus Spotify before, and I'm an Apple Music guy, and I've always gotten shit. People try to share playlists, all this goofy nonsense. I tried. I don't listen to Joe Rogan anymore for years now. But I was hanging with my fucking goofball buddies, and they're no, oh, you gotta listen to this one. This guy's a banana farmer from Panama, and then you gotta listen to this one with this this uh, comedian. Oh no, it's been five years since he lied about being in 9/11. So I'm like, all right, whatever. I have no <laughs> podcast to listen to. None were out on Apple Music. This app's a fucking nightmare. Spotify is a disaster. You, like, download something, and then you try to remove the download. It doesn't remove. 
if you're listening to one podcast and then you just barely tap the screen, it swipes and starts at the next one, then you go back and start that one at the next one or at the beginning. Total shit show of an app. And the layout's terrible. If you're on Spotify and you have an iPhone, going back to old school. It just stopped. Huh. It just stopped. I don't know what's going on here. He he dropped the old school kill yourself at the end. I, yeah. I feel bad. I I wish I could have played that. I gotta say, I could not agree more with Kyle Aronofsky. I could not agree more. I'm an Apple Music guy. Okay. People send me shit on Spotify. Oh, you gotta check out this place. Spotify. Get fucked. Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't listen I don't listen to Rogan. Uh I've listened to two episodes of Rogan in the last I don't know how many years. Kelly Slater, uh, who all of a sudden started talking about jujitsu, they started they went on an hour long jujitsu rant. I'm out. And my my girl, my number one, Miley Cyrus, I listened to her fucking thing. Was there ever I think there was a Kanye thing. Didn't he Kanye do it? I don't even remember. Yeah. And I listened to Kanye. That's it. Three. Okay. People send me playlists. If you send me a playlist in Spotify, I just want you to know that there's something called song shift. I take your I take your playlist. I shift it into Apple Music. I turn it into an Apple Music playlist for myself. Thank you. Spotify is a perfect example of something that they made cool and it overtook something that is far better. Apple Music is far better, but you want to share your fucking end of the year fucking thing. Okay, okay. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. They've made something cool. I'm Spotify. Yeah. It's not better. I, I I don't really know. I don't really care because I don't have a – I don't have any skin in this one. But I've always enjoyed my Spotify music. I've been Spotify since 2018. I've loved my Spotify. Now, podcasting is a little different. So I, I listen to Rogan a fair amount. haven't listened for a while. I listen a fair amount. So obviously it's Spotify only. I appreciate the Steve Renazissi joke. It was not on to my knowledge, but I, I got what he was saying. I'm sure he was at some point. Way back in the day. I actually Googled it. I was curious, like 10 years ago. So I'll listen to that podcast on Spotify. Now, the truth is I still listen to most podcasts on Apple. I can say this. Our listeners are definitely trending Spotify. Because they've made it cool. But I just want you to know, you guys are going for the trendy thing that is the worst thing. But my question is, why Why are you saying Spotify's? Let, let's talk music-wise. Okay, let's talk music. Number one, number one thing. Here's, here's my hardest and most f- fantastic, easiest sell. Okay. What's your... Andy, uh, when you get off this podcast right now and you finish uploading it, okay, you're going to take Roscoe for a walk. You're going to listen to some music. Name a song. What music are you gonna just a song? Pick a song. Uh, let's I'll see the, the Beatles, White Album. Okay, Beatles, White Album. Put on the White Album, press play. The number one function that dominates Spotify after you put on that first song, create station. You're going to have an epically built station that actually relates to that song. And then it'll run forever. It'll run forever. You could run forever on fucking create a station on thing. The Spotify radio or whatever, trash. 
But wait, I, I don't I don't, I don't know what you're talking about because when I so so here's the deal. When I go in my car, yeah, I haven't created that many playlists recently. Great. You don't need to. That's the point. I don't have to on Spotify. They already have me. They already have based on my listening habits. Trash. I've heard them. Trash. My that's girlfriend. You, my, my girlfriend that's uses to you. It. Like I, I listen in my I'm car. I'm telling you, Andy. Andy's listen. mix number two today. I'm oh, telling you. Oh, it's a rap one. This other one's classic rock. I, right. I like them. Whatever you, whatever mood you're in. The oh, I'm in a hip hop mood. Right. Let me just tell you something. For you Spotify people out there, I'm in a hip-hop mood. So I get in the car, and I go, Andy's hip-hop Spotify playlist. Trash. Compared to, I'm in a hip-hop mood. Okay, well, here's what I do. I'm in a hip-hop mood. I go on, and I go, what what hip-hop mood am I in? I'm in the mood for Big Daddy Kane, Ain't No Half-Stepping. That's where I'm start. That's my mood. And I put that on, and then I hit Create Station, and the playlist that generates live in time with that song pisses and shits on Andy's hip-hop mix. It does. I don't know what the algorithm is. I don't know whatever, but I I am already – I've been dating my girlfriend for – I don't know. I am so – I have so much disdain – for the mixes that Spotify has created for her that I can't even fucking tell you anymore. I'm like, if I hear this fucking one song again, why have I heard this song? Every, why do we get in the car and I hear the song every fucking time? Oh, well, it's on my fucking daily mix, which is really similar to yesterday's daily mix. So I don't have that side by side, which you have, which is like, that's a good comparison. So like, I don't, I, I still do you, do you know what I'm saying like like you have your girlfriend like I don't also like my girlfriend I, does Apple but I I don't I'll tell you this even with a, I still don't know how consistently to listen to music offline on fucking Spotify like if I'm not on a fucking thing what do I have to do can I even download like it's like oh you can add this to your favorites Favorites is different than like on Apple. I can, I just hit download the album, download it. Now it's on my phone. If I'm on a plane, I can still listen to that album. It's so funny to me. Like you guys are so passionate on this. I, I'm just going to, I'm going to tell you the, 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 here's the truth. Listen to me guys. The music to me, I, I rarely listen to po- podcasts unless I'm traveling. Yeah, so take podcast out of it. I just want to talk take to you. Take podcast out of it. Shout out to the Craig Kilborn podcast that I just got into. Love Craig Kilborn. The Life Gorgeous. Great. Um, I rarely listen to podcasts. Music is very important to me. To me, no doubt about it. The functionality of Apple Music dominates. Meanwhile... The it's it's the thing that I have Spotify premium. I pay for both. And the reason and the reason I do is because people constantly sharing some shit with me. And then for some reason, somebody wants it. I don't have time to do it to fucking song shift it over. Now I can play it. I don't have to listen to fucking apps or ads or whatever. When it comes to being a music listener, 
I get that it's cooler and I get that all your friends use it and I get that the playlist is easily shareable and I get that at the end of the year you want to show us your most listened to artist but the functionality of listening to music on Apple Music as a guy who just wants to listen to fucking music is better and honestly create station alone that that would that's the forget all the other things but that alone is if they were like, we got rid of everything except that, I'd be like, fine. I'm an Apple Music guy. I'm going to throw you something, though, you didn't discuss. Okay. And it has nothing to do with the music. One of the benefits of Spotify, I get a free Hulu subscription with that. I'm just saying, like, that's a perk. I get a free, now it comes with ads, I get a free Hulu subscription with my Spotify subscription. That's a nice little perk. I don't know enough about Apple Music to compare because I've been Spotify. I'm just going to do this. Like, I'm just going to show you. Like, I, I, it's already over. It's already over. I went on. Okay. I'm on Apple Music. I picked a fucking song, Patiently Waiting, from 50 Cent, featuring Eminem. Okay. Good, good and, then I, and then I created a station. Coming up, I have the next episode and Poetic Justice. Based on that. That's what's going on. And as I hit play and I fucking go through Mockingbird, Eminem, Element, Pop Smoke, Juicy, Notorious B.I.G., Nelly, Ride With Me, Every Girl in the World, Young Money. Tell me how I even fucking do that. Because when I go on Spotify, the idea of doing just that, picking a song, picking a vibe and doing it is a nightmare for me. The, the station situation, like, I picked my vibe. This is it. This is my vibe for the day. Let's go. Okay. Roll it. All right. Spotify, listen, no doubt about it, has cornered the market on being the cooler app. No doubt about it. I don't give a, I don't give a fuck about cooler. Who knew? Who knew? We had such strong opinions on this. Give us a ring. Let us know. 310-359-8365. That's the hotline. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at The Dirty Sports. I'm at Andy Ruther. He's at Joe Prano, except for Twitter. That's right, where I'm at Fix Your Life. JoePrano.com for all live shows, specifically March 10th, Last Best Comedy, Bozeman, Montana, Really trying to get some folks out to this. It's a really cool small club. I'm excited. I think it's going to be a fun fucking night. If you're in and around greater Montana, please come to those shows. After that, I'll be in San Luis Obispo two weeks later, 24th, 25th. I'm going to be doing some shows there with Pete Sestaro. We're going to be doing Sneaky Pete's Comedy Club. No relation to Pete Sestaro. Different Sneaky Pete. Uh, Pete Sestaro Creepy Pete Comedy Club. Sneaky Pete's. Uh, if you want that information, you're just going to have to follow me on Instagram where I will be putting all that at Joe Prano on Instagram, at Joe Prano on TikTok, at the Dirty Sports on TikTok. And yeah, JoePrano.com for all shows. I'm coming your way. I have a feeling I'm coming your way. Keep your eye out. I'll be up in San Francisco in April. Uh, as you know, baseball season is around the corner. If the Mets are coming to your town, I might be coming too. If the Mets are coming to your town and I'm not coming, I'd like to. So tell the comedy club where you are and your baseball team is that I'd like to come. And Lots guess what? My shows, 
We got a pitch clock. Well, you'll be in and out in an hour and a half. You can get back to Twitch streaming. Noise. All right, guys. That's our show. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the Spotify playlist. We'll be back on Monday. Is there a Spotify playlist? <laughs> yeah, of course there's a Spotify playlist. You want me to send you some? No. I got some great Andy Ruther ones. I got wild Spotify playlist. Just tell me one song on it, and then I'll let Apple create a better one for me. Oh, shots fired. All right, guys. That's it. Stay dirty.